0: Love Talk Radio The secret to everything You are about to hear secrets Secrets about life Love Hidden mysteries, spirituality, frequency, energy healing, science, alternative health, money and abundance, and much, much more. Secrets that most others don't know, but are now here. Being revealed to you. Listen carefully and be open to learning. The Secret to Everything. The views expressed on the Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, co host, or our guests. All medical information discussed is for informational purposes only and not intended to diagnose or prescribe for any disease or condition contact your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. By listening to this show, you have agreed to the terms and conditions outlined at drkimberlymcgeorge.com and as always, we thank you for listening to the show. Happy Wednesday. This is the Exxon
1: Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates. Okay, wrong show. Sorry. I am rusty at this, you guys. But like I said, happy Wednesday evening to you. I have the beautiful and amazing Karen Foley with us all the way from Ohio. Are you there,
2: Karen? I certainly am, and I'm excited to be here with you again tonight, Dr. Kimberly.
1: Oh, I'm excited to have you. Oh, I want to talk to you guys about a couple of things. Um, first of all, I know this is kind of an evergreen show, and you guys listen to it like years later. People are still listening to our 2012 shows, which is kind of frightening. I'm kind of afraid to listen to those, but we were really rusty back then. But um, there's something going on right now that I just have to mention, because I know this goes out over so many platforms and over social media. And that is, I would be remiss, Karen, if I did not tell everyone that we're entering a little bit of what I would call a dicey, um, not just planetary energy period, but mostly just kind of universal consciousness energy period for the next couple weeks. So again, I'm not telling you guys that to be like, what does that mean, and to go into fear and freak out. I'm telling you that just to be a little more cautious when you're driving Um, My daughter just came home, and she's like, what is wrong with everybody, Mom? Like, everybody's, like, wandering around and acting really weird and driving really weird. And I'm like, I think they're a little bit just off because they're under the heavy influence of this kind of extra crazy magnetic energy that we're going to be dealing with. But um, Brianna even called me, too, and said, you know, pray for John when he comes home from work because there's, like, really tons and tons of accidents. So, yeah, something's going on, and I know what it is, and it's going to get a little bit worse. So – Not to be in fear, just to be in caution and always to be wise and always to drop down into the center of your being and kind of feel what the energy is like. And don't just get up, you know, when you get up in your day and kind of race through it and think that every day is the same. Because every day is not the same. Sometimes energy is amazing to go into creations or it's amazing for flow of money or it's amazing for heart connection. And sometimes it's like let's stay at home and kind of chill for the next couple weeks. I'm going to stick a little closer to home and chill for the next couple of weeks. So you guys can drop down and read the energy yourself. We are in the middle of, and I think Karen's part of this, a marvelous program, speaking of energy, which is called The Transformation. And we're going to be talking a lot about, in my opinion, Karen, transmutation and transformation tonight. And since you are in that class, Karen, I wondered if you'd tell us a little bit about what that's about and, you know, how you feel
2: about it. Well, the transformation class, Dr. Kimberly, all of your classes are truly amazing. Um, And this one is by far has really blown me away in so many different ways. Um, I don't know how you just come up with um, all of the information that you do, but it's so pertinent right now and um, it's so revealing and I just can't say enough about how important um, it is to be aware, you know, of energy and what's around you. Um, and, and it's, it's empowering. You, you give us all of the tools that we need to help ourselves, um, you know, know what's going on and, and do something about it. So I appreciate that a lot. And
1: you're a woman of wisdom. I just wondered what's going on in your opinion, planetary-wise, or what are you seeing in your work with the people that you work with, or as you go on your nature walks, do you have anything that you'd like to share with the audience tonight before we talk to the beautiful and amazing Patricia Ladera, who's a soul passage midwife, and she is coming up. We will stop talking and start talking to her shortly, but um, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity to share if there's something on your heart.
2: Yes, Um, there's been some conversations with friends about even their pets um, lately have been acting strangely and, um, you know, feeling this shift in energy. And some people are attesting that it's the solar flares from the sun. Um, There's just a lot going on. You know, we have the the big eclipse going across the United States um, in August so, um, you know, I think we're feeling all of the energies, you know, from the from the planets and everything around us.
1: And what would you suggest? What's your go-to um, thing to do when you feel intense energies or chaotic energies or maybe denser type of energy?
2: Well, number one, I run to your frequency tracks. Um, number two, I like <laughs> to really ground myself a lot. And um, just walking in nature, um, meditation, um, you know, um, I really like, like, um, I'm a crystal person, so I'll surround myself with crystals, rose quartz in particular, really, um, you know, makes me, uh, you know, just connect to the love, um, and, and that's pretty much what I do.
1: And I think that um, you have also, as I have, read this beautiful and amazing book that we're going to be discussing tonight. And this is, I, I kind of don't even like saying that, Karen, because this is so big. And actually, as I read this book, which is called A Song of Sight, an introduction to Soul Passage Midwifery by Patricia Ladera, Soul Passage Midwife, as I read through this book, and I believe as you did too, I was struck with a missing piece. And the missing piece is... I'm not uncomfortable with death, but I'm also not extremely comfortable with death. And uh, short of Patricia, I'm not sure who is, (laughs) Karen. And it kind of, I was shocked that, and, and I'll bring her on in a second, that Patricia kind of talks like what we talk about, Karen, and she talks frequency, and she talks vibration, and she talks dimensions. And it kind of brought in a missing piece for me that was a little bit profound and I shared a little bit with Patricia about it, but just before the audience gets to have their own opinion, what was your takeaway so far from whatever part of the book that you've read?
2: Well, it it, it was profound. I wanted to like stop and absorb every word of it. Um, It's poetry. It is music to the soul. It is, um, probably one of the most touching books that I've read in a long time. Um, Very well put together. It teaches you. She's teaching you in this book to do her work. And I just absolutely love that. I love sharing information like that. And um, it's just absolutely beautiful. And, yes, the frequencies, um, the dimensions, how she taps in, it's just all a beautiful story and and teaching that she weaves together. Yeah, I
1: thought it was. It surprised me. Usually, I um, you know, I pick up books to go over for shows, and uh, it surprised me. So um, it takes a lot, as you probably know, Sharon to surprise me. So I don't want to keep you guys in suspense. And normally, we read a bio. But I really think um, because of who she is and the soul that she uh, is being on the planet, I really want you guys to hear Patricia's story in her own words. So um, without further ado, welcome to The Secret to Everything. Thank
3: you, thank you, thank you. It is wonderful to be here, and
1: thank you for the lovely uh, thoughts about my book. Uh, so much more than books. Like I said, I'm really struggling with calling it a book because, I think this is intentional, Patricia. I'm just going to start off with kind of a weird question and then we'll go backwards to your story. So people are like, what the heck are you guys talking about? But is it intentional that your book is more than a book? And And I'm not even referring to the death part or life part or transition part. You will refer to music and you'll share hopefully some of your music with us. But to me, this book literally sings on a level above a written word. And it's very unique because to me, the way I saw it, because I see energy, Patricia, I saw it as it presented to me as kind of a loom, and it wove what you were saying on a layer above it with my mission and my story and my understanding of dimensions and frequency. It's very interesting.
3: So your question was, was that intentional?
1: Yeah. Did you intend this to be more than a book? Uh, I think yes, um, because I really
3: want this to be meaningful to people in their lives, and it is bringing in the other dimension to where we all are on this level. And I have to say it was a frustration writing the book simply because there aren't really any words to explain all that I do or all that goes on on the other side as you ladies well know it is so much more than what we can put into words on this level but yet sharing the words does help people to get glimpses and then they of course have their own experiences so it's it's a
1: it's a worthy endeavor uh Absolutely. So, so you just kind of said what I was trying to say, maybe not very well, was you said you struggled to find the words because it's so much more. So I guess I picked up right away on that so much more layer, and then I fell down into the actual book and the words. But let's back up. What are you talking about? Let's back up to a little bit of your story and catch us up to the point where you were first brought into contact with this concept I'm unfamiliar with this concept. Actually, I'm very familiar with the other end. I have four children, and they were all birthed by laid midwives. So I really have the energy of the birthing, you know, down. But but I'm very unfamiliar, you know, kind of with the other side of things. So kind of bring out such a seed. How the heck did you become this thing that I don't think very many of us know about? (laughs) It
3: actually began with my mother's crossing. I had glimpses of it through my life, but I had never, ever been in a room with someone who was dying. So in 1993, when my, do- when my mother died rather suddenly, I was thrust into this and um, felt really overwhelmed with the lack of knowledge. And I have to give some kudos to hospice, and they were not involved in my life or as involved with helping families and people crossing as they are now. Back in 1993, I mean, I didn't see anybody from hospice. So um, anyway, what I remember so very, very vividly is that my mother was terrified, and I knew, being her daughter, that she was not terrified of the other side, but It was this little interlude of going between here and there, not because there's anything to be afraid of, but simply because she didn't know what was going to happen. I, on the other hand, felt I should know with every fiber of my being that I should be able to comfort her and tell her what was going to happen and sort of lay it out and be with her. And before she actually went into transitioning, I fell apart because I just didn't know what to expect and I wanted to help her. And one of the things I did while I was sobbing in a totally separate room was um, finally when I quit sobbing, I just looked up at the heavens and I said,
1: please
3: help her. I didn't complain, I didn't, you know, read anybody the riot act. I just said, please help her three words. And that prayer, I can tell you, was the most important prayer of my life. Because the minute I expressed that, then things really started happening. So as I was um, preparing to go back into my mother's room after all this sobbing, I walked in there just thinking, "Okay, I'm just going to do the best I can do, and if nothing else, I can sit with her." When I opened the door, I could see angelic beings surrounding her. I could see the pulsing of the flowers. We had orchids in her room that had been brought um, by a special friend, and. They were as alive and vibrant, not just on the windowsill, but all across the room, just this uh, magical kind of essence that they were pouring forth. And um, so I didn't think a lot about it. I mean, I was just really thrilled to see that. Uh, And then I went over, immediately I was propelled over to my mother to start singing, now, I'm not a singer by by anything. I mean, I'd like to sing, but it's not like that's been in my world as a profession on any level. And um, I started singing to her. Well, that opened doors uh, that I could never have imagined. It was such a beautiful way for my mother and I, first off, to connect, because um, she was in so much pain that it was difficult for us to feel connected. And so that offered us this beautiful thread of um, being in harmony with one another. And um, so I sang to her for two hours before she actually passed. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful moment. And people will ask me what I sang, and I don't really know. But I do remember that I sang some songs and hymns that she loved, And then I also, it was very instructional. I would talk to her about what was going on. So, of course, at that point it wasn't me. It was my soul giving her messages about um, what was going to be happening. So that that was thrilling. And in the midst of all of this, I can tell you I did not leave my body. I was totally in my body, and I just expanded out. So I could see and hear all things multidimensionally, but also all things going on in the hospital where we were. Well, actually, we were in a nursing home, but um, she was, uh, I could hear the, like the loudspeaker, and I could hear people going up and down the halls. There was a huge um, thunderstorm with lightning, and it was, completely dark at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, And all of this was all going on, and what I felt through the whole thing was that everything was purposeful. There was a rhythm that was purposeful in all of it, each in its own domain. It was really, if that's all that had happened, I would have just felt so blessed. But then as I um, continued to sing with her, uh, at one point I all of a sudden was in the next world, holding her in my arms. No one was more surprised than I was. Um, So I'm standing there and uh, just wondering, well, (laughs) I guess we better walk. And we started walking. It was a deep, deep fog. I could not see anything. Um, And... Profound silence, so beautiful that it just touches the core of your very essence. And so I thought, okay, well, we'll just walk. And we started walking, and a short time later, what I realized was that I've been here before. I've been here many times before. In fact, this is more familiar than actually living on Earth. There just aren't any words to explain that. I mean, so we kept walking, and then um, shortly we began to hear angelic music, which it wasn't outside of us, it was really in us, it was infused within us, and it was just so brilliant, and light, and um, deep, and and you felt like you could just touch the words with your fingers, I and mean, it was so real, and as that was going on, we were continuing to walk, and we came to this bridge, uh, and began walking over it, and suddenly, in the middle of the bridge, well, I'm just guessing it was the middle, um, the fog cleared. The Christ appeared, and he was holding his arms out, indicating that I was to pass my mother from my arms into his arms. What, you know, what do you say to that? These beings on the other side take this so seriously. You can never believe that they won't be there. They are there. So then we were So filled with majestic celebration, I just couldn't even move. And so I stood there for a little while, but then the energy started pulling back, and I knew it was time for me to leave, so I had to go back. But when I returned, I knew my mother was great, of course. I mean, she's totally in a a beautiful, fabulous place. I didn't have to wonder if she was okay I knew for certain that she was okay, and there aren't any words to put with that. I mean, we can have that knowing, and we need to have that knowing, and we're meant to have that knowing, I believe. I think this is this is information that has been lost over the years. I think in ancient times, there were beings who worked in this way, and... Families did know for certain that their loved ones were fine, and and we can recapture, it, and we are recapturing it. I mean, it's it's a critical part of the knowing. So that was my beginning.
2: Patricia, I absolutely love that. I felt and saw that whole story as you were speaking it, and it is so beautiful. And in in your book every little story that you tell of people that you helped um, cross over, they're all unique, just as we are unique beings. And um, so I was, like, wondering if you could talk a little more about the actual, you know, process, how it comes to you, you know, what you do um, for each individual um, you know, how you get that message, that urge, that feeling, whatever it is that um, that that helps you to express to help them cross over. Um, I would love to hear you talk more about that. It's just okay. beautiful.
3: Okay, thank you. Um, well, normally people call me when they have a loved one that is going to be passing. So what I have to say is I do not have to be in the same room with the the person and in fact often it's not possible because people will call me from wherever and um I can either get on a plane and spend lots of hours flying and miss the whole thing possibly or I can do it from right here so you are correct every single passage is unique and um I never know what's going to happen and that's one reason why it's so much fun <laughs> um it's very intriguing. Um, from the moment I get a phone call, I write down the name of the person and the city and state or country where they are. And I place that in my prayer basket, and I offer a prayer. I invite the angelic beings and Yogananda and um Many different beings. White Eagle works with me a lot in Butterfly Maiden. And it just depends on who the person is crossing. Kwan Yin often comes. Anyway, I invite them to, um, to inform me. And if I may be of service, then I would, I would deeply be honored to do that. And, um, and then I sing I sing to the soul who is passing. And that is what evokes a response from that soul. Now, this is different than talking with the person in the room. And, indeed, often the person in the room might have no knowledge of this because we are all so disconnected from our souls. Um, But anyway, once I connect with the soul, I just tell them I would be honored to walk with them if they would like to have some company. And I have never had anybody say, no, I don't want to. Well, wait, I take that back. I have had only one person in all of these years. Um, I actually bowed to him. He was ahead of me on the spiritual path. And um, when we met, it was very, very beautiful and lovely. And I bowed to him because I knew he was ahead of me, and indeed he did not need any assistance from me, anyway. And uh, so that was a beautiful thing. But everyone else has always been really, really, really grateful because they don't know what's going to happen. And here's somebody saying, oh, Well, I can go with you if you like, and um, they're thrilled, just thrilled. So then for the unfolding of that, it is the timing is different for everyone. Just like on this level, we never know who's, when people are going to actually leave. We might think they're going to leave today and they go six months for now, or we might think we have six months and we get two days. It is that variable. The soul really does not leave until he or she feels complete. So um, it, uh, it unfolds very differently. I sing to them every night, especially if they're close to going. Um, I just keep singing. And they can ask questions, and some of them do. Some of them who are afraid... Um, might be really terrified. I have one gentleman who had no recollection of being a soul at all. Um, he had nothing in his world that made it okay to be out of a body on any level. And when I met him, he was on the ceiling in his room looking down at his body, totally terrified so he i he could see me which was a great thing and i um i looked at him directly in the eyes and i helped him move down a little bit because the back of his neck was up against the the ceiling and i just looked into his eyes and i just said i know you don't believe in these things but i am asking you To believe in me, and I am asking you to trust me. And thank goodness he did, because you know he just didn't have any way to do this. And in the end, his crossing was so very, very beautiful. He was able to go home. To he, he went through a whole process and was able to um, meet his passage from home he wanted to be there where his pets were and his loved ones were and of course pets are very supportive with this passage so it's wonderful to have them around and uh, I remember when we were on the other side speaking with Archangel Azrael and his brother and sister-in-law his crossing was very quiet unlike some that are very celebratory because Spirit wanted to meet him each step of the way where he was and what he could take in. So we were on the other side, and he, um, of course, seeing his brother and sister-in-law just melted him. But before that, he saw one of his pets that had crossed, and that's, that really woke him up. Um, but before we all said goodbye, he looked at Archangel Azrael and said, I will always believe in you so that was a pretty big shift all in one transition from not believing anything to really coming to terms with with the greater
1: plan so patricia i'm so curious because um as a practicing um intuitive and remote viewer myself i'm always curious how other people see energy were you born with this ability? It's such a profound ability, really, to me. It reminds me of my experiences, sometimes consciously, but often at night on the astral plane and other dimensions. You know, during that time, it reminds me more of that. But the way you tell it, it's such a wakeful thing to you. It's such a during the day, you know, you're fully conscious thing. So do you have the ability outside? Outside of this work, do you see spirits? I mean, other spirits aside from the ones that you've shared, you know, that you interact with, you know, regularly, do you see, I guess, human spirits? Do you hear guidance? Tell us a little bit about outside of this work do these abilities fall outside of this work or is this something that you go into when you do this work?
3: I think it comes with this work. When I'm in my ordinary day, <laughs> I mean, I might hear things or see a this or a that, but it's not like I walk around all day with brilliance. Um, And as a multidimensional being 24-7, definitely not. Um, Very clearly, this is a particular gift. Um, And I do, you know, I will get guidance and I will get... uh, if I'm too, like, busy in the world, this kind of fades. So I try to keep myself apart from the world a bit so that um, I can maintain this connection. I do hear from nature spirits a lot. Um, the flowers and the trees and the, the rock beings, they, they speak a great deal. Um,
1: And I can but get you're, reading, you're at your best uh, yes. pardon me? When you do this work. You kind of you feel you're at your um most connected when you do this work. It really expanded I guess. Yes. Maybe that's a better way of explaining it. Yes. It absolutely is.
3: Uh like that. And
1: um you know, I do
3: make a conscious effort at other times to connect multidimensionally, but again, it's it's when I sit down and and go into a meditation and go, okay, I have this purpose in this particular meditation. And I will interact with other beings on other planes, which is a beautiful thing to do.
2: Wow. So Patricia, were you led to write the book so that you could teach others to do what you're doing? Is that why you wrote it, or can you (laughs) tell us a little bit about that process?
3: I'm assuming that might be the case. Um, This is (laughs) not a book I wanted to write, because I didn't think people would really even believe it. Um, Spirit was pretty, uh, pretty absolute in stating, yes, I needed to do this. So that is the reason, in fact, it's kind of interesting. Um, You know, I was taking my own sweet time because, of course, I have a very busy life outside of this, which takes me in the opposite direction that that I really need to go with this. So it's not the best, but it is a a fact of life. Um, I was one day driving on the highway, and um, I been told about the book and that they were hoping that, that I would write it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Not in any rush whatsoever. And um, I'm driving on the highway, and all of a sudden, uh, in the heavens before me, I get this amazing vision of this book opening up to um, the uh, acknowledgement pages Page And um, I looked at that, and at the head of it was the name Paramahansa Yogananda. And then following that was a whole list of beings that were going to be helping. And they are all now listed in the book. And what was being asked of me is that when I wrote the book, they would like to be acknowledged in the acknowledgments. And so I have placed their names right in the front And um, those are the beings, the ones that are listed are the ones that I most frequently work with. Uh, So needless to say, after that, I thought, well, okay, I guess I really need to to do this. And people would come to me and say, you're supposed to be writing this book. And I'd go, okay. (laughs) So anyway, finally I did sit down and do it, but it, it took a while because I... You know, I have other jobs during the day, and and, and I'm doing a lot of different things, and, and I need to be able to pay my bills. So, you know, this sort of had to fit in between that. And, um, yeah, so I think spirit is glad that it is here, and I'm actually glad now that it is here. I mean, I'm thrilled. And it only makes sense to me that other people would... Um, would be able to do this, and it is my intention. I'm trying to actually maneuver myself into a place I'm going to be moving, and I'm trying to get myself into a place where I can do these workshops with ease. Um, So we'll see how that unfolds. I'm I'm not really sure when it's going to begin, but... um, I I think at some point it will. I have had some people ask me if I would teach, but I'll look at them and say, well, how do you teach something like this, really? But it is an unfolding, and it is conscious awareness, and, and the angelic beings would be there to help open people's consciousness. So from that perspective, it's all very doable. If I actually have to think I'm the only one helping people learn this, I feel like, well, it just can't be done. I mean, what do you even say? So anyway, that's a long story to say. Hopefully
1: that's coming. I love that. Patricia, and I've got to tell you, looking at your timeline, and you can check with your guidance, of course, but um, I see another book. I actually possibly see two books, and I see oh, you doing no, workshops. I know. People have told me and that, too, and well I'm, attended, I'm just and not. I see you speaking in the auditorium, so I think you've got... I think it's a little bit of a cooking thing, which I think you're saying. I think it's kind of simmering right now, you know, and I think yeah. it'll go up to <laughs> a little, full boil. So, so you know, yeah, enjoy enjoy your leisure time because I think you're going to become a very, very busy lady indeed. And we actually have a caller that would like to ask your questions. Let me bring them oh, on. Oh, that would be great. Hey, hi, this is hi, you. Hi. hi. Do you have a question just. Patricia? I do, Patricia. I was just wondering what your faith was before that first event happened with your mom. If you were already really well familiar, really familiar with all the um, different archangels and stuff, or if if it kind of blossomed after that event happened. Well,
3: I can say it blossomed after that happened. Now, I did have a meditation practice, and I had been pursuing conscious awareness, and and I am very deliberate about that. So um, I have studied deeply with Paramahansa Yogananda, and you know he's not on this plane, but he very much has uh, taken me under his wing. And um, the archangels feel like they're my best friends. I mean, I converse with them easily, and um, the last time I spoke with Archangel Azrael, I mean, it's not like we have meetings constantly. I mean, when we're working, we're working, and, and we're really with the soul who is crossing. It is not a social time. But um, I guess about a year ago, when I knew the book was actually going to be finished in the pretty near future, Archangel Azrael came to me and she said, "Your life will change when the book is done Now that's all she said. <laughs> she didn't say what was going to happen or what I needed to pay attention to or anything like that. She just said it will change when when the book is done, so you know i'm I'm waiting and and I think you know I think. Everyone can be in touch with the archangels. I mean, they are so available and yearning to assist people and very dedicated to humanity, and it is not religion-specific. I mean, they, they come, they help all beings crossing the threshold. I mean, they are always there people can't always necessarily see them. One of the advantages of having me involved is that because I'm on this plane, people can see me a lot sooner than they would be able to see an archangel because they're in the process of changing frequency. Once their frequency is high enough, they can see and they will receive information. But before that, the angels and all the beings, all the white beings who are with us are, are holding the presence in and around and with the being who's preparing to cross and holding the presence for the family. They are sending so much love and light to help everyone to have a graceful transition. And... um I'm sure they're very frustrated because mostly people are not listening, (laughs) and they're so upset by their loved one leaving that they can't expand enough to see the true beauty that is happening. And one short little aside that I will put in here is that I have come to believe we have eternal life. We just do. Mm. That's quite naturally who we are. That is our true nature. We come here for a temporary experience for finite types of things, limited things, a limited lifespan, a a limited visit. And um, we keep wanting to extend this visit to be eternal, but the way that we do that is to be at a higher frequency, which is where our souls are. So um, it is such a gift to come here and have the temporary experience, and the soul knows this. And so then when, when we return, it is a celebration, absolutely. But we have just forgotten so much.
2: Yeah, Patricia. When I was reading through your book, and I was reading that some of the different um, um, you know people that you shared their your experience with them, it was like each one was an individual um, prayer um, ceremony, um, and just full of love and creativity and passion. And it was a beautiful experience that I was feeling for each one. And, you know, my parents both passed and um, and I didn't, I was like happy for them. I knew that they were going to a better place. And, and I just, I, you know, I share with you that the beauty in, in the death. And, and I believe too, that, you know, we are, um, you know, beings, that this is just a temporary situation that we're in. And, um, All of your stories—they're so. Each one is like its own play, its own act. Um, And I love how you how you use all of the tools that we use, like in healing. When you talk about um, the death passage being a creative process, and you talk about listening and allowing and unfolding, it's like you're also giving all of the tools that you have used you know, during your lifetime so far, to be where you are now, right?
3: Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, really, I could say when people are preparing, the last thing you want to be doing is watching the news on the television. <laughs> it is just not a good way to prepare for this, but you look at what people are doing in hospitals, and and they are indeed so often That is their only entertainment. And truly, if people can be in a place where they're listening for music or singing music or um, drawing or any little thing that they can do that helps get them into a more receptive mode and a more um, creative mode, It is a creative process, each step of the way. And for people who are familiar with creative process, it is a moment-by-moment process. You don't ever really get a little map that says, drive down here three miles, turn right, and then an immediate left. I mean, it just isn't like that. As in my mother's process, you know, each step of the way, the next step was revealed. Well, we have something so beautiful on this planet that we can use to practice that, and it is creative process. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, try writing a love poem to your, your child. I mean, something where their words just are not adequate to how deeply you love this child. And that would put you in a place of that listening, allowing, and unfolding, because... You can't just sit down and write it. I mean, it's, it would take place over days or months or, you know, who knows how long it would take, uh, different people, different amounts of time. But it would put you in a place of having to listen. Listen for that really perfect word or words that express the depth of this feeling that you have. So that's a really beautiful, beautiful practice. And then for vibration, one thing I can say is that, um, you know, crossing the threshold is a change in vibration. We are here on this third dimension, and we are going to a different dimension. And it is, uh, it's incremental. I mean, you move little by little until you're there. If you think about winter changing into spring, I mean, it can be any season. I just happen to pick winter at the moment. But... You know, when we're coming into spring, we're coming in with a full knowing that, that spring is arriving. And as we're getting closer, we're, we're watching for the signs of spring. And so we watch for the crocuses and the the, uh, the tulips and all those beautiful flowers that emerge out of the snow sometimes, um, we simultaneously do notice that last snowstorm and just think, oh, gosh, are we going to have to go through this, you know, six more weeks? I thought we were closer. Um, but that noticing of spring is a change in vibration and the beauty that is coming with our welcoming of spring. So in a death passage, it's very, very similar because we are watching the body um, that has reached the completion of its journey and it it is becoming less and less able to function on this level. But there's more to the story, much, much more. And if we can consciously be watching for these things to emerge they grow in numbers so i can remember when my mom was preparing and i didn't have any idea what to expect i remember one day sitting there and all of this golden light was literally golden light was pouring in her window it was so It was so rich and pure, I just thought she might just fly out the window. I mean, it was so deep. And the other thing that happened with us is there was a profound silence in our room and deep, deep love passing between us. Uh, You know, our eyes were just right on each other, and we were just so deeply connected. And I can tell you that doctors would go to walk in the room, and they would stop because the silence and the beauty were so profound. Everyone stopped before they entered. And this is a busy hospital where we were. Um, So those are the first couple of things that I remember noticing before we got to the juncture where she actually passed. And so if we can be noticing those things, then we begin to expand, too, and, and we're... As families, we're we're coming into the knowing, and then when our loved ones say, "Oh, I just saw Aunt Mary, who passed ten years ago," they might not put that part in. Then we can welcome it and go, "Oh, great! You know your your vibration is shifting. You're able to see on that level how beautiful." And we can be encouraging to the loved one instead of, but what often happens is it, it just falls on deaf ears and and people just don't even understand that that's an important clue and i can tell you with my dad i mean he died a year after my mother so of course i'd already been through all of this but prior to his death it was leading up to his death was so beautiful because he was in my home and we were able to be fluent with the energy the entire time and But close to the end, he just called me into his room, and he said, Honey, I cannot live with you anymore. And I said, Really, Dad? Where are you going? And he said, I'm going to live with God. Well, how great is that? I mean, we were Mm -hmm. all ready, and the beauty in seeing and looking through these eyes is that you will be ready. It's not like somebody is yanked away from you, and you're never going to see them again you know without a doubt you are going to see them again. You know without a doubt they are in a better place. You don't have to take it on blind faith. So it's uh, it's such a rich study and such a deep study and something that we all do want to do. We also do want to pass to the next realm because this is the temporary realm. So instead of going to it, digging our heels into the sand, making it more difficult and making it difficult to hear spirit and making it difficult for everything, if we can embrace it. And yes, we're sad our loved ones are are leaving. I mean, that's not to say we're not going to feel that. But when the celebration is present, too, of the emerging soul, that helps temper the profound grief that we experience it it changes the whole dynamic and it you know of course i still miss my parents today i i wish i could see them and i do see them periodically you know we we have visited on occasion um but it's a it's a more occasional visit it's not like the daily visit we have when we're here so this is certainly something that that all people might want to consider as a way to have a different experience with death, a more joyful process, a more beautiful passing um, and much, much less fear,
1: you know, Patricia, I really feel and Karen and I were talking um chatting while you were talking, but um I really feel you brought us into that sacred space. I have to tell you, it's the first book I ever read that made me really excited about dying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I'm is like, great. Um, you know, life is pretty good here, but um, okay, I'm ready. Take me, I guess. I'm going now. No, I think
3: when we're ready, it is a joyful time. We're not ready now, so, you know, there's no reason reason particularly to rush it. I mean, we came here to do the things that we came to do here, and we want to experience those fully. But when it is time, it is beautiful, and we do want to, that's where we need to be. We need to enter with curiosity and joy and, and knowingness that we will be led each step of the way.
1: Especially if we have such, oh, my gosh, your spirit and your development and your frequency just sings. And speaking of singing, I'd ask you before the show if you would consider, and now I'm going to ask you if you will, is there any possibility, and we usually don't do this, but I really feel led to ask you to sing us out of this show if you're willing, just a tiny bit. And we're just going to end in silence after that. I really feel you brought us to holy ground. Oh, thank you, thank you so much
3: for having me and all the beauty that you're bringing to the world. It's it's wonderful. So yes, I I will sing a short uh, a short one because I know we don't have much time probably. Um, this was for a gentleman who was crossing the beginning was all male voices, ancestors, singing to their loved one crossing. And then this short piece that I will sing was all female voices singing to the gentleman who was crossing. All ancestors back through all time. I mean, you feel it so, so deeply, and the caring... And the loving, and so know that your ancestors will be there; they play a large role in preparation and in welcoming. so here is the the uh the short one that I can hopefully remember. <clears throat> Hear thy
0: soul whispering here.
3: Peace.
1: Just chills, no words. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for um, being open and walking the path and discovering, uh, you know, why you are here uh, to facilitate and help facilitate us on our journey and make it so much richer by you being here. And if you could just share really quick, how can we get in touch with you, where can we buy your book, and what is your website? My website is www
3: com, So easy to remember. You can order the book on there. You just click on the tab that says Book, and a link comes up um, right to the page where you can place the order. So that's very easy, and that's the best way to get in touch with me and really you also, if you would like me to put the name of a loved one who is in hospice in my prayer basket, I am happy to do that. You can send me an email at the website. And then I will ask you for your phone number because I need to be actually in contact um, by phone with people if I am working with a loved one who is crossing. So that's, it's all simple.
2: Wonderful.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I, I just really feel like I've been to church, so um, I'm not going to say anything else. Be good to everything.com. Check us out. Google me. Thank you, Karen Foley, for being my beautiful and amazing co-host, and I hope you'll consider coming back sometime, Patricia, because I feel like we could actually talk about this for like three days. <laughs> There's so much here.
3: I would very, very much love to do that. Thank you both so much for all of your wonderful work, and thank you
1: for your beautiful
3: questions. It was a great a great session.
1: Absolutely. Many blessings, my friends, and many blessings to everyone that is listening live and everybody that will listen to this all throughout the world in the coming weeks. We love you. We're here for you. Uh, you can contact us at secrettoeverything.com. Have a wonderful evening. Much love to all. Love
2: you all. Bye.